Hey guys, welcome to the special Satisfied series with the Real Life Podcast. I'm so thrilled you are here. For this special eight-week series, I've gotten to interview my dearest friends who I look up to, I've learned so much from, and I do life with, and we talk about all the things, all the real-life things of how to become satisfied women in different roles and areas that we live in every day. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy this next episode. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Life Podcast. Thank you for joining us for the very special series, Satisfied. Today I am so excited because I am getting to read you my very first chapter of the book. I've been dreaming of this and wanting to read this chapter to you guys for months now. I think it's probably my favorite chapter that I, probably one of my favorite that I wrote and every time I read it again, I get teary-eyed and I'm like, yes, I just feel like it's so true and exactly the heart behind the whole book. So I pray that will be an encouragement to you today as you listen, that will encourage your heart and bring you into the presence of the Lord and that He would minister to you here now in this space. So super excited for you guys to hear it. Pre-orders are still going on if you want to hop on wherever books are sold. Um, you can pre-order and still get the pre-order goodies, which are totally worth it. comes out June 15th. So for those that are watching on YouTube, I'm going to show you. There it is. Okay, chapter one, longings met. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Psalm 84, one through two. I looked around the circle of women who had gathered on my patio this early morning With candlelight dancing around, I noticed some looked ready for the day, while others literally rolled out of bed. A couple of my friends later admitted to sleeping in their bras so they wouldn't even have to dress in the morning. Yes, girl. I was honestly surprised they all showed up. After all, it was only 6 a.m., and many had babies who had probably kept them up all night, and I wasn't serving coffee or muffins. But here they were, ready to pray. With the timer on my phone set for an hour, we prayed and cried and repented and gave thanks and worshiped and breathed and shared silence and uplifted each other. It was one of the most beautiful gatherings I've ever been a part of. Sleepy-eyed and pajama-wearing, we had shown up and the Lord met us on that patio. Not only was it sweet to hear my friends talk with Jesus and hear what was heavy on their hearts, but I heard Jesus calling me to lay down all that I had been grasping at for so long, to release all the pressures, fear, and anxiety, to let go of control and trust His mighty, capable hands. While I've prayed through those things a lot, there was something about saying it out loud with other women there to hear and pray with me. Tears mixed with yesterday's mascara rolled down my cheeks. I was so relieved to hand it all over to God. Getting to this place wasn't easy, though. Have you ever prayed for a new thing, a new job, a baby, a husband, an opportunity, a move, a home? And the Lord said yes and made a way and gave you the very thing you've desired. But then afterward, your life was still hard. You still had challenges, and it wasn't all that you thought it would be. And even if you know it's good for your soul or your family, it's still not easy. 
there are still some frustrations about receiving what you wanted, or it's still lacking in some way, or it has challenges, or it still leaves you holding on for dear life. It doesn't fully satisfy you, or it simply wasn't what you were expecting. It didn't meet all your ideals. I prayed for years that God would bless me with a husband, and he so graciously gave me Jeff. But marriage reveals your true heart, and it's hard work to continually choose the other person and become one. When Jeff and I got married, I quit my job so I could travel with him. Sounds dreamy, right? He was gone all the time back then, and I simply wanted to be with him. It was good for our marriage, and we made incredible memories, but with it came a lot of identity issues I had to work through. Those issues were compounded by getting married, then quitting my job, then having a baby, and then trying to figure out where I fit into this new life. I began praying that we could move back to Maui, a place where my soul felt at home and where the Lord had brought me a lot of healing and freedom. And miraculously, God made a way for us to make that move, but it didn't play out the way I thought it would. Our main reason for moving to Maui was to be in community with other young families, something that we didn't have in Washington. Since I had lived there previously, I figured finding friendships and community would be so easy and was something that would happen quickly. And yet that first year was one of the loneliest I had ever experienced. Jeff was traveling a lot since he had made previous plans before our move, so it took longer to dive into relationships here. But many of my friends I had previously known had moved away, and my time to connect with old friends who remained was more limited because now I had a family. Plus, making new friends as a mom is kind of tricky. Shoot, making new friends as an adult is hard. Sometimes it felt like I was dating all over again. I would meet someone at a park, exchange numbers, and then try to plan a play date. But would we actually connect in the few minutes we had to talk between interruptions and potty breaks? And would our kids get along with each other? One day, I was sitting in my room while my oldest daughter, Kinsley, took her afternoon nap. Tears ran down my cheeks onto my open Bible. Drop, drop, drop. I felt so lonely and rejected. I know no one was actually rejecting me, but here it was months after we moved to Maui and I still didn't have any friends. Not ones I felt comfortable enough with to call on a whim and hang out with. Not ones to really pour my heart out to. Not ones to be in my daily life. I had tried multiple times to get together with another mom, but it just didn't seem to be working. I would finally gather up enough courage to text someone only to have them respond with a, sorry, can't today, or not respond until much later. Finding mom friends with the same napping schedule was hard during that season. And having dinner with friends was rarer since Jeff was gone a lot. After hearing a friend say she couldn't get together, not out of spite at all, but simply because it didn't work with their schedule, I would go into a deep hole for a week until I got the courage to ask someone else, most of the time coming up empty-handed again. My lonely heart ached. I thought God had made a way for us to move to Maui so we could have community, but why was that not happening? Why was this so painful? There were tons of young families here, and yet I was still alone every day. Then I remembered what my friend Leslie had said, Alyssa, let your loneliness push you into God's presence. Loneliness is so painful, yet God redeems it. He uses it to draw us into His presence. Either I could see my loneliness as a great wound and sulk in it, 
or I could let it lead me to the presence of Jesus. I wrote in my Bible, Lord, may I long to dwell with you and to dwell in your courts more than anything else. No matter how lonely I was or how long the loneliness would last, no matter if I made a friend the next day or if it took years to develop roots, my God was with me always, and He longed for me to dwell with Him. It's there that I would find a true friend, a true comfort, a true counselor. Sometimes I desperately ached for Jesus to be with me. Wouldn't it be so much more comforting if He could just appear and physically hold me? I found myself crying out to him, Father, I wish you could physically be here with me right now. I wish you could physically hold me and I could cry in your arms. What comfort and peace I would find. But every time I have cried that to him, he's reminded me that his spirit is with me always. My helper, comforter, and counselor. Jesus has also provided a tangible love through my family and my friends. Arms open wide, a hug, a note of encouragement, flowers, a listening ear. When we look at scripture, we know God's heart is one of great love, compassion, and grace. His heart longs for us to come to Him. He knows the condition of our hearts. He knows every thought we think. He knows that we are but dust, and He wants to work on our behalf. His arms are always open to us. When we let down our walls, we can find healing and freedom. Perhaps we will always be on a journey of learning vulnerability. One step at a time, we let down our guards, let go of the fear, and rely on Him more. Jesus whispers, Come, lay your burden at my feet. Let me carry it for you. Tell me your true thoughts, the lies you're holding on to, and ask me for help. Most likely, we will still have to face the things we dread regardless of our prayers, but laying those things down before Him allows us to feel hope. Suddenly, we have the courage to do the hard things, the strength to press forward, the peace in the storm, the hope in the devastation. Our hearts are transformed as we pray because we get to know Him and learn to trust Him more and more. Prayer is not necessarily about us changing God's heart, but rather Him changing ours. I desperately longed for girlfriends, for mom friends, for friends to invite over for dinner or to hang out at the beach with. I was heavy laden with fear, rejection, and loneliness. But as I continued to dwell with Him and pour out my heart, He spoke to me about how He never leaves me. He gave me the courage to keep trying, to keep asking for friends, to put together Bible studies, small groups, parties, anything to meet and connect with women. He gave me hope as I waited. Throughout all my longings, Jesus' answers to my prayers have drawn me closer to Him. They've brought healing and growth. They've left me on my knees crying out to the Lord because I always need Him. Why does that surprise me? Yes, I stand amazed at His goodness to me and His blessings, but I also kneel humbly thankful that He is not done working in me, that He is faithful to bring to completion the good work He began in me, Philippians 1.6, and that in every season He is at work in me. Perhaps that is true answer to prayer to be brought close to his side, his arm wrapped around my shoulder as he steps into the new thing with me and gives me another opportunity to trust and rely on him.
even after he has fulfilled my longing. Eventually, I did make friends. Bianca was my first. She's hilarious, fiercely loves her people, and is a safe place. She pursued me and was always up for hanging out when I would ask her. Then Jess moved here with her adorable family, and she felt like the sister I never had. Sarah was next. She has become the person I process with, SOS text with, and do battle with. Those three besties didn't happen overnight, but over four years. And in between those three, I have developed sweet friendships with a handful of other women whom I adore. Women I laugh with, pray with, exchange long texts with. They're my family's people who bring us homemade bread at 8 p.m. because they're thinking of us, who say yes to girl nights and prayer meetings and Bible studies. They're my family's people who come to our house when tsunamis or fires make it unsafe to remain at their homes. People who are with us for every holiday dinner, who come to the hospital to meet our babies, who do garage sales together and shop my closets, and who bring their kids to our co-ops and host baby showers together. I have gained the courage to invite women into my life only as I seek God and let Him speak to me. He gives me visions of gatherings and puts people on my heart and will move in me to ask someone to gather together. Every time I hear His voice and do it, shakily sometimes, I'm surprised at their response. An immediate yes, an I've been praying for this, this is exactly what we need, or I was just thinking the same thing. The only way I could keep trying, keep asking, was to change my thinking. Instead of thinking, I need friends, who will want me? I had to start saying to myself, who can I be a friend to? Who needs some encouragement? I had to be okay with being the pursuer, whether they responded or not. If I always am to be the one asking or leading, that's okay because I'm imitating Christ and how He pursues us always. I can pursue because He pursues me. Perhaps the longing isn't so much about the move or job change or school or husband or child or friend or answered prayer, but rather about receiving the gift of turning toward Jesus and learning a new way to surrender and trust, to know Him better, to learn to rely on Him in a way that we hadn't before, and to once again find Him to be trustworthy. I think it can be easy to subtly believe that when we receive whatever we're praying for, we'll be satisfied or complete or comfortable or happy. And there is some truth there. When God answers a prayer, it is such a gift. And our faith is built stronger. I think of the proverb that says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Proverbs 13, 12. Perhaps the real gift is the time we spend beforehand, asking, waiting, watching, and being with Jesus. And then the time after of continuing to praise Him, thank Him, and ask Him for wisdom and help again. Another waiting of learning a new dance, a new rhythm, a new cadence. God gives such good gifts, but the sweetest thing of all is that we get God. He is our gift, and He will be with us in every longing, during the long wait, and after. No matter what transition we may be facing, that truth will never change. He is with us always. 
He is with us as we kneel on the floor and ask Him again. As we crawl into our closet with tears in our eyes, crying out to Him and asking again. He will be with us as we enter the new season, the new thing He has miraculously done. When we find our steps to be shaky and our expectations not quite what we thought. As we encounter hard days, still. Longings unfulfilled, still. Ideals not quite so ideal. Even in the yeses, we still need God. And the good news is that He always gives all of Himself, always. He is the same God in the waiting as in the receiving. Often we look to some change to be the answer. And even if it's a wise decision, a good move, something that is healthy, we forget that we're still human, living in a fallen world. There will still be things that are challenging. We are still in need of a Savior, and we need Him every day. To rely on Him, to look to Him to be our joy, for Him to fill us up and be the answer. It's like there are two layers. The first layer being that this is a wise decision and for the best. And the second deeper layer being that we must remember that God is the only one who will ever fully satisfy our longing souls. No matter what season we're in, which gift we receive, we still need Jesus. And He is ultimately the best and truest gift. Now looking around that prayer circle, I felt so bonded with these women because it was as if we were fighting together on one another's teams, linked arm in arm in prayer. I'm reminded how it's worth it to seek God, to form that habit of prayer. It doesn't come naturally to me, but it is something that I need to actively pursue. He doesn't expect me to know all the depths of my heart, to speak eloquently, or to even know what I'm saying half the time. He just wants me to come to Him. And sometimes it is coming with others, being willing to be honest, honest about my fears, my hurts, my desires, to confess with others, to petition with others, mm-hmms and amens next to me. We are not alone in our longings and desires. We are not forsaken in our sins and wrongs. We are welcomed into the arms of the Father and into the community of believers just as we are. Hope is ours regardless of if we ever receive our longing on this side of heaven because we have hope Himself. And let us not forget that this life on earth is short. The kingdom of heaven is coming and in eternity with Jesus, we will never want for anything again. Longings will pass away because we will have all that we have ever wanted in Him. He satisfies us here on earth, but in eternity our satisfaction will never wane. We will always be filled up, our faith will become sight, and we will dwell in His light and goodness forever. We won't hope for things anymore because our true hope will be made our reality. Hope is ours today. And as we continue to live in this tension of waiting and hoping, we can rejoice that one day every desire of ours will be fulfilled. But for today, in your waiting and waiting through, have hope, friends, for hope himself is yours. 
Guys, thanks so much for joining me today. That was chapter one of Satisfied called Longings Met. And it's one of my favorite chapters that I got to write. I think because um, we all have longings. And I'm realizing that after one is met or God answers one, another longing will come. And even when the longing isn't answered, yes, I do receive the gift. And it is such a good gift. I'm realizing that I still need Jesus. That it's not going to make my life complete or easy or comfortable. There's definitely wise things that we can do. But every yes and every no and every not yet um, God is using to draw us closer to himself. And that is the true gift, that we get God and we get to be in his presence and we get to learn to rely on him more, that we are made perfect and complete as we go through trials and go through longings, that he is maturing us and creating in us a steadfast character. And I just rejoice at the truth that One day when heaven comes, when the not yet is over, and when we are finally with Jesus, the new kingdom and the new earth is here, all our longings will be completely met. We will never long again. We will never need to have faith again because our faith will be made sight. And every longing we've ever had will be 100% satisfied in Jesus, in his presence. And I long for that day. I rejoice in that day. But in this time now on earth, we can also be grateful for longings and for faith because that is drawing us close to Jesus. And he is using that to build our character and to shine his light and to propel the gospel forward. So friends, whatever you are longing for today, may it draw us into the presence of God. May it move in us to learn how, once again, how trustworthy He is, how much He loves us, that He doesn't give up on us, that He is always at work. Love you guys so much. Praying for you today. Blessings. Hey guys, thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening. This episode was so good. Each one of these series is just gold. I love what everyone brings to the table, what they share. I was so encouraged by them and I hope you are too. Satisfied the book comes out June 15th. I cannot wait. It's going to be a huge party. If you have not ordered your copy today, make sure you pre-order it anywhere books are sold and go to satisfiedbook.com to get your pre-order goodies. Tag me, take pictures. I cannot wait to see them. It's been so fun to be along this journey with you guys. Thank you for being here.